welcome back. Uh, we are at uh, the Mitasi Perepere Convention Center in Kimberley in the Northern Cape. Uh, we are here for the Mining and Minerals Investment Conference. And remember, if uh, you want to join in on the conversation that we're having around um, uh, mining and minerals, uh, please call our studio line in Johannesburg on 011 714 2006. That's 011 714 2006. Or send us a voice note on our line 061-410-4107. In our studio now, we have Miss Ulebucheng Sinsu, who is uh, the CEO of Mahene Diamonds, and uh, she joins us in our makeshift studio. Miss Sinsu, thank you so much for your time. Is the current mineral economy climate conducive for attracting export opportunities? Good morning. Good morning, and thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, unfortunately, it's not. Um, it's currently harangued by a lot of logistical issues and there's very limited access to financial support for startup miners and emerging miners. This obviously hamstrings the industry's ability to participate uh, on the international uh, stage. Uh, what I think would probably be the most conducive thing for, for this particular mineral economic climate would be if we could avail additional funds for emerging miners and we could recapacitate entities such as Transnet and ESCOM. Mm. You know, how are junior miners supported by government and the department when marketing their minerals overseas? Uh, unfortunately, uh, the the breakdown of the partnership between the Department of Trade and Industry and the DMRE has sort of hamstringed this particular process. Mm. What used to happen is that junior miners would be financed by the DTI to travel with the DMR around the world to market their minerals. Mm. This was incredibly useful for us to get our minerals out there. But since this has come to an end, we've had to find other ways uh, to market our minerals. Um, unfortunately, it's very difficult to build those kinds of networks without the support of government departments mm -hmm. and what would do it a lot of good, I think, would be if the DTI maybe would take it on by itself. Yeah. You know, maybe the partnership was the problem, not necessarily the program itself. Sure. So is there logistics infrastructure that's available to support junior miners in executing their work? There was a panel yesterday um, discussing this very issue. And the conclusion that we came to is that there are a lot of major miners mm -hmm. who have um, almost monopolized the logistical infrastructure of the country. Mm -hmm. And in order for junior miners and emerging miners to be able to take advantage of the infrastructure that we have, even though there is limited capacity, mm -hmm. would be to consolidate different miners from different regions in specific areas and allocate not necessarily to specific mining houses, mm -hmm. but to economic zones, if I can put it like that. Mm -hmm. That way, Transnet would have a much better reach to the junior miners to, to, to essentially ease the burden of having to deal with 17 different entities as opposed to one pickup point. Yeah. Yeah. Let's zone in on the Northern Cape, yes. uh, where we are. Do you believe the Northern Cape has the potential to lead as a mining jurisdiction? jurisdiction? Absolutely. Uh, the bulk of the 1.6 trillion yeah, one one point six trillion dollars of of, zeros. of, of, of mineralization zeros. that uh, Mr. Musamba Buza was speaking about is actually here in the Northern Cape. The mm. Northern Cape should be leading mm. because I'll tell you one thing: a lot of the times when people are drilling for, let's say, diamonds here, they find other things. They find rare earths. Mm. They find manganese. Mm. They find you know spodumene, beryl, tantalum, amazing minerals, rare earths, stuff that really is 
an incredible find in in, in mineralogy. Mm. So I think it should be leading, uh, you know, it should be leading the charge uh, in terms of being a, a mining jurisdiction in this country. Yeah. So what future investments will your company be making and what timelines are we looking at for you? Well, uh, we've just started our negotiations with the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy here in the Northern Cape uh, to support their emerging um, diamond miners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're hoping that we will probably be launching something by the time the mining in Davos swings around. Yeah. So that we are. Which eight, is when? Uh, it's going to be in May. Okay. okay. Yes, yes, it's going to be in May. Mm-hmm. So, like in the next three months, we, we've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, health and safety remain critical challenges uh, that uh, confront not only your company, but uh, the sector in general. What initiatives do you have in place to improve uh, health and safety in your operations? I think the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic has sort of highlighted the fact that the part of health and safety that we're very um that we were very complacent about is actually infectious disease diseases mm. and i think the implementation of strict covid 19 protocols uh in addition to finding ways to make women more comfortable mm. in the work environment has been a chief health and safety concern for us um what you find is that um in mining um operations to a very large extent, the men are prioritized. Yeah, in life. <laughs> in life. <laughs> in life. And I always say, you know, uh, mining is male populated. It's not male dominated. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that we end up having to t- tailor our health and safety to them because they are the bulk population. But once you start prioritizing the women's health and safety, health and safety improves holistically mm. because there's a greater deal of care for the human mm. as opposed to, you know, let's just put on some boots and see where it takes us. You mm. know, we are now prioritizing each and every aspect of the human. Uh, the human has become f- five-dimensional to us because now we understand that there's a lot more that needs to be protected than just the body. The mind also needs to be protected and the body against protect, uh, infectious diseases as well. We can't talk mining without talking illegal mining. Uh, how do illegal mining activities impact your business operations and what do you think can be done to eliminate such activities from occurring in future because from time to time we'll switch on our TVs and we'll hear a story about something that's gone wrong in an illegal mining area. Mm. The DMR is trying to move away TMRE. Hey guys, mm-hmm. been around for too long. Uh, they're trying to eliminate calling them illegal miners. They are miners who are doing things illegally, but we're trying to sort of rebrand so that we can bring them in and legalize them. Unfortunately, you know, the health their health and safety is is the biggest challenge mm. because you know human life requires responsibility and when they lose their life someone must be held accountable so if an illegal miner loses their life on your property mm. you know it, it then becomes a liability issue for you yeah you know um forget that they, they 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 might be you know stealing minerals or acquiring them illegally but also they lose their lives they lose their lives they lose their lives and that that requires a great deal of responsibility so i think my concern is mostly about the fact that we find ourselves in a position where we actually have to protect them from themselves. Yeah. Uh, good luck at uh, Mahene Diamonds and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate you. Uh, Ule Sinsu is the CEO of Mahene Diamonds. It's time for the news headlines. Luanda Maome is standing by.